1: Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence.
0: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The
1: Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Welcome, my friends. It is Monday. Welcome to Bo Snerdly's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. If you'd like to be part of the program today, 800 848 W-A-B-C is the number to reach us, 800-848-9222. There is so much to discuss. I have so many news stories that I want to get to. Let me start. Uh, of course, of course, the big story continues to be immigration. It is taking a few different forms in New York and the New York area. We are now aware of how the criminality of this latest surge of illegal immigration is affecting New Yorkers. Evidence, receipts, news story, daily mail. Migrants who fled after allegedly beating New York City police used stolen phones to buy cars, pools, back home. That's a report. So the immigrants who beat down New York City police officers who fled after progressive, liberal Allen Bragg's district attorney's office let them escape and walk because beating New York City police officers isn't considered very serious in the new DA's office have been using... They went to California. That's what we're hearing, reported. Went to California. And they are part of a wider conspiracy. Cars and purchases are being purchased in Venezuela and Ecuador. People are using profits that they steal in New York to put swimming pools, swimming pools in their homes. Now, remember what we are told. We're told that they're coming here under asylum because they are afraid for their lives in the countries that they're coming from. They're afraid. Somebody's going to beat somebody's going to kill. No, they've got homes that they're now adding swimming pools to, cars that they're purchasing with the benefits of your credit cards. People in New York are being robbed. And in addition to that, Police officers are beaten down in the streets of New York. This brings me to a related story that we will swerve into before heading right back into the immigration stack. Another story in the Daily Mail this afternoon. New York City police are resorting to giving business owners and others their own personal phone numbers. These companies, these businesses are sinking under shoplifting and violent crime. New York City police officers are telling some of these shop owners, get, reach me on WhatsApp. Don't waste your time if you can't reach 911. Why? Because people that call 911 now, what is your police emergency? People that are calling 911 are finding the wait times are horrific. Average time, about 16 minutes to answer a call. If you call for something like shoplifting, almost 32 minutes before somebody even bothers, and I guess that's a best-case scenario, responding to you. Response time, it says here, for a non-critical crime such as shoplifting has reached a glacial 31 minutes and 54 seconds, a full six minutes longer than the fall of 2022. Unlikely to improve anytime soon. After this New York City Council imposed this new anti-racism measure that will leave police officers drowning in bureaucracy, which is what they want. All right, let's get back to the immigration stat. James Langford, Republican, Oklahoma, is defending. He is one of the, he's the Republican architect. Of this budget deal that is the A deal. They want more billions for Ukraine and Israel in the Senate and also some Pacific nations that they threw in there too. It's a big money giveaway. But they say, oh, yeah, 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 those pesky, those pesky critters in the House of Representatives are demanding we fix immigration. So let's throw them a bone, let's throw them an immigration reform package in this too. Except the reform package, according to members of Congress, is, and one member used the word garbage, the new Speaker of the House, said it's dead on arrival, it will not even be voted on, it's so bad. And he looked at it said, this is worse than we even thought it was. Story in the Daily B yesterday pointless waste of time. Let me be clear, says the new Speaker of the Senate, border bill will not receive a vote in the House of Representatives. James Langford, Republican, Illinois, is defending this bill. $60 billion for Ukraine. Fourteen billion for Israel. Weeks of negotiation with Democrats. And he's all in. The emergency and, and he's so proud of this bill, but listen to one of the just one of the things that he said. He's so proud of this work that he's done with Democrats. He said, Listen, the Border Emergency Authority has been the most misunderstood, or maybe just misrepresented parts of this bill. Some people have said it would mean 5,000 people a day are coming into the country every day. That's absurd. It's untrue. He said the emergency authority is not designed to let 5,000 people in. It is designed to close the border and turn 5,000 people around. Well, what is he talking about? Here's what he's talking about. any day, that over 5,000 come in, the president would have the authority to shut the border down. So you have 5,000 illegal coming in a day, and the president could say, oh, oh that's okay, enough, stop, shut the border. 5,000. What these... I am looking for a word that is not a profanity. What these... Republican senators have concluded apparently is that it's okay for 4,999 illegal immigrants to come in per day. That's okay. But if you reach 5,000, uh president can step in and shut it down. It's okay up to 4,000 999. So do the math. If you do the math and you multiply that 499,000 a day over a month, and then if you take that number and multiply it over 12 months, here's what you end up with, folks. You end up with close to 2 million new illegal immigrants in every year. Now, granted, that's not the 6 million. Well, yes, it is. Come to think about it. Under Joe Biden, we've already hit 6 million in three years. Now they're saying let 2 million in a year. So we have 8 million new illegal immigrants. And this is... This, this, this Republican senator stands up proudly and touts us the wonderful virtues of this bill and claims people are misrepresenting it. I don't understand what. And he's telling people, don't go on Facebook. That's another story. You can find it at The Hill today, TheHill.com. Lanford defends border bill amid GOP criticism. Don't just go off on Facebook. Don't go read it on Facebook, he's telling people. In other words, you people are too stupid to know where to get accurate information. So don't go on Facebook and look for real information because Mr. Oklahoma Republican says what you're going to get on Facebook is not true. And if I am reading that incorrectly, I would love somebody to correct me, by the way. The provision, 5,000 a day, President, shuts down the border. Well, what do you think illegal immigrants are going to say? Oh, if I'm part of the 4,999, I'm going to get in. Does he not understand that there are consequences to these things that these geniuses in Washington come up with? A sad story from Reuters concerning immigration. Sad. Very sad, my friends. In all this big negotiation, Democrat and Republican senators working together, to try to find a construct to give Ukraine money and satisfy those pesky Republicans in the House about the open borders and coming up with some sort of so-called border reform, a group has been left out. Reuters, at least, did not forget them. Reuters News Agency. My friends, I know this is going to be inconceivable to many of you who have been following their plight for almost a decade and a half. But, sadly, tragically, horrifically, the dreamers have been left out of the new Democrat and Rhino Republican Senate border bill, they forgot to put in the Dreamers again, again. Now, what have I told you? I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm preachy. I'm not trying to be preaching, but what have I said? I have advised all of my Hispanic friends that think Republicans are the evil scum of the earth because they so-called. Because they listen to Democrats say, Oh, these Republicans hate the dreamers. Republicans hate the dreamers. I've been saying it, and I'm going to say it again. Democrats had the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives when Obama took office. If they wanted to fix the dreamer problem, they could have done it. Republicans couldn't have done squat. Republicans could have just sat there with their thumb up there and hurt and do nothing. Democrats didn't want to fix it for you dreamers out there. So the, the Democrats joke under Ob- Obama, si su puede. Remember all that si su puede stuff? Si su puede, si su puede. Yeah, si su puede. Nada. You got nada. Nothing. From Sisu Puede. De nada. So then you get Joe Biden. And here's Joe Biden. Joe Biden had Democrats in the House. Joe Biden had Democrats in the Senate. Joe Biden had the White House. Once again, we had a trifecta. Democrats owned the candy store. Those evil, scummy Republicans couldn't have done anything. If the Democrats said, finally, hallelujah, at last we have an opportunity to do what we should have done years ago and make things right for the dreamers. This is the moment when we will not drop the torch and we will deliver for the dreamers in America. And what did Democrats give the dreamers? Absolutely nothing. Nada. Again, and so here we are, finally, in America, the Democrats and the Republicans are working on a, on a, and they're saying, this is a reform bill on immigration, it's reform, and what have Democrats demanded for you dreamers? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Please understand, Democrats use you like political pawns. They don't care, not one damn whit about you. They are not into you. They don't care about you. On the other hand, me, I am so into you. Like the Atlanta Rhythm section. Birthday today, J.R. Cobb. From ARS, the Atlanta Rhythm section.
1: Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Boy Scouts. Right on the
2: Red Apple Podcast Network. Last year on this day, we were celebrating. Well, not we. Somebody out there was celebrating the fact that the Queen Beyonce had won four Grammys. Breaking the record for the most all-time Grammy when she had 32. And yet, 32 Grammys. Nobody in history had done it. What were the headlines? I remember this like it was yesterday. The headlines were, but she won more Grammys than anybody else. But these people are racist because they did not give her album of the year. Well, I wonder how they're going to feel now. Because although Taylor Swift kicked butt last night at the Grammys, she made history. She becomes the first artist four times, record of the year. Hey, Beyonce, I got 40s. You ain't got none, baby. They call you the queen? Oh, yeah, okay. Now, Mr. Z, husband of the queen, was given some kind of an award. Look, I don't watch the Grammys. haven't watched the Grammys in four decades, and... Ironically enough, it's because of the exact same thing that Mr. Z complained about last night. Mr. Z stood up and told these people to their face. He said, "Y'all don't, y'all, y'all, y'all." He he did the racist thing, but he did it calm. He didn't use the all word. He just said, "Look, we we want to help you." So it sounds like those liberals when they're in the government. Hi, we we only here to help you. We just want to help you. He said, look, we want to help you get this right. He said, at least if you can't get it right, get it close to right. He said, look at his wife, the queen is sitting right out there. She has more Grammys than everybody and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, this doesn't work. Some of you are going to go home and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. And he said, "When I get nervous, I tell the truth." And he—he he was his daughter was there. I was surprised. She's so gorgeous. I didn't know she was as old as she was anyway. I didn't watch it. I saw the. Uh, I'm reading newspaper coverage. He won the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award, whatever that is. What does that even mean? Anyway, so, but but ironically enough, I stopped watching the Grammys decades ago because of the same thing. The artists, a lot of the black artists that were actually kick-ass black artists never got the awards. They were segregated out of it. They just put them in, oh, you have to compete with other black people in the, in the Negro music section, the R&B section. We won't let you compete. Now, I just want to remind all of you who runs Hollywood, who it is liberals, who runs the entertainment business in America, liberals. So I am not attacking America. I'm attacking liberals here. If it's going to be an attack at all. And I've said a long time, if you want to know where institutional racism in America resides, it is within liberalism and anything liberals touch. You find the institutional racism. You find it in the public schools where they don't care whether black kids, Hispanic kids succeed or not. Right here in New York, go to L.A., go to Detroit, go to Atlanta, go to Philadelphia. Every single place these Democrat liberals run and you see the same thing over and over again. Where do you see American ghettos? Everywhere the Democrat liberals, progressives run. Where do you see poverty? Everywhere, liberals have been in power for over a century, and they never give up their power. They always claim to be fixing the problem. They never fix it. And the problem on the award shows where they don't recognize certain people in certain groups, where they segregate them, who runs those industries? It They are liberals. So this is a liberal problem. And fine, have at it. You watch the Grammys. I won't. But anyway, congratulations to everybody that won. Whoever, and if we have some Taylor, we should play some, I whatever for like two or three seconds and acknowledge the fact that she made history. And I don't care whether she roots for whatever team she's rooting for because her boyfriend's a hunk of rock on the team. And I don't care about all of that. Don't care. I think this girl, she's a pretty smart lady. I'll tell you that because she outfoxed these liberals in the record industry when they told her that they're going to steal all her profits Because they own the copy. She said, I'll just record my catalog over again. And I'll own it. So for all the criticism this girl takes, she's a smart cookie. And yes, I know she's a flaming liberal. What else do you expect in the entertainment industry? Thanks. Congratulations, Taylor. Bye. Okay, moving on. Joe Biden won South Carolina. We were last with you on Saturday, Princess Di, after everybody paid close attention to the turnout. I listened to Princess Diana. Princess Diana, me, for those of you don't who don't know it, was the editrix of the Limbaugh Letter, America's most politically uh, astute newsletter, most successful political newsletter in American history, actually. The editrix of the Limbaugh Letter, an amazing editrix she is also a political analyst. He said, watch the results. Here's what happened. Joe Biden won, and you saw all the headlines. Here are the headlines, some of the headlines. Joe Biden in blowout. Three takeaways. This is USA Today. Three takeaways from President Biden's blowout win in the South Carolina Democrat primary. The only place I found this story where they deign to do a story on the actual turnout, a full story on the turnout. Got to hand it to the folks over at CBS News. South Carolina Democrat primary turnoff for 2024 and how it compares to previous years. They didn't put the real story in the headline like they usually do. Why? Because the turnout was miserable. Only 4% of eligible Democrats registered bothered to show up to vote, four percent. How does that stack up? Well, back in 2020, 16 percent of voters showed up. Back during the Obama days, 23 percent showed up. Joe Biden runs in this his re-election year. Four percent. It was a Horrible turnout. Now, if Republicans had a turnout as bad as this, I promise you the headlines would be whoever the candidate was, no enthusiasm for the incumbent. That would have been the takeaway. There was no, there was no, there was absolutely zero enthusiasm for this candidate. Instead, What did you get from USA Today? Three takeaways from President Biden's blowout win. Got to know how to read the news, folks. And don't bother if you don't, because I'll do it. Barrett Strong wrote this. Barrett Strong passed away at age 81 last year in January, but he was the first artist to record a hit song for Motown, and then he went on to write other Motown hits with Norman Whitfield, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, Ball of Confusion, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, Heavenly Birthday Today, Barrett Strong, born in 1941, one of the architects of the Motown sound. James Golden, Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC. We got a lot more to cover. Your calls, welcome. 800 848 WABC. We will get to calls. It's
1: the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Still sounds good, doesn't it? On WABC
2: Talk Radio
1: 77.
0: On this day. In 1943, Chuck Winfield joins us on this magical, plain world that we all live in.
1: (laughs) Trumpet from
0: Jazz Rock American Music Group, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. They scored the 1969 U.S. number single, Spinning Wheel, and the 1969 U.S. number 12 single, You've Made Me So Very Happy. They had a U.S. number one with their second album, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, in 1968.
2: And on this day, also in 1944, American songwriter and record producer Al Cooper, who organized the group, was born. He didn't stick around long enough to share their popularity, but he's the guy that made all this happen. Now Cooper went on to play with the Stones, the Who, Jimi Hendrix Experience, Alice Cooper, Cream. He played organ on uh, on on Bob Dylan's "Like a Rolling Stone" too. So blood, sweat, and tears—totally. In the music news today, we are, I'm trying to get a hold right now of Princess Di because she's been texting me during the break. This South Carolina thing goes deeper than, and she always does this. And I'm telling you, this is one of the reasons I love her so much. She has information that only she digs out as I searched and searched for it. And she said in her text to me that it took her a half an hour to dig out some information of just steady dignity that she was looking for on the South Carolina primary. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, you know, we usually have her fanfare ready, and I don't know. Uh, Diego, is, is Princess Di on the line with us? Princess Di is joining us right now, exactly. exactly. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Do you have her fanfare? I love because introducing the princess without her fanfare just feels wrong, especially on this day. We learned, by the way, that King Charles has cancer today. And we're praying for his complete recovery on WABC. Without further ado,
1: Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di.
2: Totally impromptu, we hadn't planned this, but Princess Di, I was reading everything that you sent me during the break, and I'm like, I can't do this. Only you can do this. Okay, but I got the big part right, right? I hope. Right. The turnout was miserable. This was a disgraceful turnout in South Carolina, even though they're reporting it as the big blowout win for Joe Biden.
0: I thought it was the most amazing and deceptive reporting because, as you know, I said, heads up. Because this, they put all their chips on this state to prove that Joe Biden hasn't lost it, still has huge pull and love in the African American community. And I said, watch what happens. And sure enough, they reported it as if it had happened 95% and every single story had a percentage, And I kept saying, yeah, but what's the vote count? What's the vote count? And it was so obvious that they weren't going to report that, that it took me a good half hour of just digging on the Internet. And I finally found a local press report which gave the actual vote that he got which was a pitiful 126,321 votes. Compare that, then I had a search again, doing the media's job for it, for what did he get in, in uh, 2020? He got double that. 256,047 in a six-way competitive Democrat primary. You remember that in 2020. That's what turned That's everything right. around. With Clyburn's assistant, assistants making it happen, and so to me, that is the most. That's the headline he got barely half of what he got in a primary that was competitive with five other big name Democrats, and really he was running all alone this time. There were you know Marion Williamson and Dean whatever that other got Democrat's name, and they all got what one percent or two percent, but to to. Still run the headlines that they wanted to run, that Joe's got it. He's got great draw on the American uh, African American community. And they ran those headlines and they were lies because it is not true. The uh shrug and the yawn that he got from the African American voter is a should be a wake-up call to them because they changed their entire primary schedule for racial reasons they said explicitly that iowa was too white and new hampshire was too white and so they rewarded quote unquote south carolina with their first in the nation primary for racial reasons only and it bit them in the behind because the racial message coming from actual voters is a huge thumbs down and they're not reporting it that way but it is the truth
2: And I'll tell you something else that I found looking at the local press and digging into South Carolina. There were also problems with black voters in this primary. Let me read you this, Princess Diana. Saturday's historic win for Joe Biden. In the the first-of-the-nation primary, lie, New Hampshire, was not without confusion and frustration for some South Carolina Democrats, says the story. Among them was Democrat National Committee Chair Jamie Harrison, who blasted the consolidation of some precincts around the state, calling it disgusting. Here's the quote. We see it time and time again in the South, and it has to stop. We see it in places where there are black and brown voters. So if people believe in freedom, then demonstrate that. Not through your words, demonstrate it through your actions. Make it easier for people to vote in this country, not harder. An exasperated Harrison, this guy is the chair of the Democrat National Committee there. Showed (laughs) up to his usual polling place only to realize that Democrats moved it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, man. See, they're playing and games. T-
2: and now, now, this is what they <laughs> accuse all- Republicans of. They say Republicans suppress the black vote. Republicans had nothing to do with this Democrat primary. Right. right? Who is who? Who are the ones that are changing the precincts in the black communities? Democrats Yeah. And here it and, is uh, in I'm print.
0: Looking- primary isn't until the 24th and so there were no republican precinct workers poll watchers anything like that this was 100 percent democrat run in every aspect so if there's any complaints he needs to take it up with his own party
2: exactly well princess Di, thank you for coming on with us impromptu i can't wait to talk with you further about let me just ask you quickly before you leave this immigration bill who do you Uh. believe is telling the truth Mr. Langford, oh, this is a great bill. We're only going to let 499,000 come in. If, if it's over that, the president can close the borders. Who's telling us the truth? Or, or the Speaker of the House who says this is garbage. We're not even going to let it go for a vote. And other Republican congressmen are saying this is a horrible bill. Even Lindsey Gramnesty. They said, you know what, this thing needs amendments. It's, it's not just not working the way it is. <laughs> yes.
0: Well you truth? know as what I do is garbage. It's absolute garbage. And you know, the speaker of the house better stick to his word that this isn't going anywhere because it's a travesty. It is, you know, basically America lasts in every single respect. It's a, really an amnesty bill and it's a Ukraine money laundering bill. That's it. It's what the Senate has cobbled together. And the fact that they said, don't, Look on the Internet. Don't read your, you know, do your own research. And it turns out the rumors were absolutely underplayed the problems. The rumor is the actual bill is worse than what rumors were. So I am counting on the Speaker of the House to hold to his word that this is, is dead on arrival.
2: Oh, by the way, I have a warning for you. A warning. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nikki Haley is Nikki Haley is warning you against putting women in jail over abortions. She the headline today. Yeah, the headline is in Newsweek today. Nikki Haley warns Republicans against putting women in jail over abortions. Diana, why do you want to put women in jail over abortions? <laughs>
0: I I just I'm telling you, she listen is a to Democrat. You. Listen to I, you. Says,
2: I, I, <laughs> I don't I, I I I I listen to you. The, the answer the question. Why do you want to put women in jail over abortions? Woman has an abortion in the afternoon, and Princess Di wants to lock her in jail that night. Why do you want to do that to these women, Princess Di? Nikki Haley says that's what you want. This is a
0: neocon talking point, and she is a neocon, and all of the never-Trumpers are trying to put abortion on the political map when it isn't naturally. The natural issues are the border and the economy. That's it. And so they see on um, the neocon anti trumper side that that is going to help Trump. So they want abortion on the the, the radar for, so that they can mobilize the anti-Trump vote, and it's not going to work.
2: <sighs> Princess Di, thank you so much. we got to check in <laughs> with Lou Dobbs. Love you, Princess Di. Thank you. Love you, too. we got to check in with Lou Dobbs, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurly here with you. It is both Nervous Rush Hour on WABC. Folks, that is analysis you will get nowhere else. One of the reasons you keep it right here on WABC that and with me. me Bo Snurdly. And and Al DeRoy, born on this day, record producer, along session along. musician. Play T-Boys on this one. General shackled on my mind also, by the time I get to Phoenix, Wichita, Lyman, Galveston. He was part of the L.A. session musician crew known as the Wrecking it's Crew. The and they had so many records that were hit records. I can't even begin to tell you. Anyway, get checking with Lou Dobbs. Your call's coming up right after that, so keep it right here.
1: Or something that somebody said because they thought we'd fit together. Walk in. The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Rush Bo Snerdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snerdly.
2: I know this song.
1: Want some whiskey and you want to sugar in your tea? What's all this crazy question you're asking me? This is the craziest party that could
2: ever be. Mama told me not to. Yeah, Corey Wells is born on his day. Three-dog night, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, these days that could be interpreted in any number of ways. Um, yeah. It's time! Time's running out. Let's do it. James Golden,
1: a.k.a. Bo Snirly, presents Rapid Phones.
2: And Sandra in New Jersey, you are up first. How are you?
0: Oh. Hi, James. I'm fine, thank you. Thank you so much for taking my call. James, I was watching Saturday Night Live Saturday night, and I don't usually watch it, but since they got rid of Alec Baldwin, I gave them a second chance just to see what they're thinking. I was shocked to see Nikki Haley on the show, and, you know, she was not nice as usual. But here's what I want to ask you, James. A lot of my friends, some are Democrats, they say that if she was on the ticket. They would go Republican. So what I'm asking you is, do you think that Trump would ever want to take an enemy? No. You know how they say keep your enemy no. close?
2: No, because for every for every single person that says that, oh, if, if she was on the ticket, I might go there, he'd lose five if she were on the ticket with him because of the way that she's campaigning right now. She is toxic. She is appealing to the people with Trump disorder syndrome. Derangement syndrome. She's appealing to the rhinos and she's appealing to Democrats. That is not the Republican base that supports Donald Trump. So nope, stay away from that. And, and he, Donald Trump mentioned two possibilities this weekend, by the way, for his vice presidential pick. He mentioned Tim Scott, South Carolina, and he also mentioned Governor Christie Noem. So far, two names that he mentioned. We'll see if his list increases. Joaquin in Pennsylvania, got to do it quick. How are you?
0: Hey, nerdly. this is part two of that uh, of that song parody. It We into can't do it right
2: now. Can't we? Don't have time for singing now. But I'm going to tell you what: you do a good parody, we'll try to fit you in this week. We can't do singing right now. Joaquin, we love you though, so I'm going to encourage you to call back and get, when we have some time. Joe in Staten Island, you're up next.
0: How are you? Yes, hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, I just wanted to ask you uh, if Roberta Kaplan will sue Joe Biden on behalf of Tara Reid, like she did Donald Trump on behalf of E. Jean Carroll, because there's credible allegations against no, Joe Biden.
2: no, 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 no is the answer to that question. No, 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 no. Joe Biden's not going to get sued. By any of these women. Look, we can't even find Republicans to put the words of his daughter into an ad. How she didn't want to be showering with her daddy because it started not her words. I'm paraphrasing because things got a little freaky in the shower. Let's go to Tom in New Jersey. Tom, you are up next here on W.A.B.C. How are you, Tom?
1: I'm doing good, James. It's awfully nice to hear you. The Melvin Franklin of National Talk Radio. Thank um,
2: you.
1: Uh, the it, compliment, you know that. I know uh, it. I love was, Melvin. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's an article, there was an article, of opinion, hit piece on Trump, basically saying he he's, he's not going to get more than 37% of women to vote for him. I disagree with that, and here's why. In most binary families, traditional families, the women run the budget. And they've seen how the price of eggs and milk, uh, uh, paper towels, toilet paper, hamburger meat has gone up and crushed them over three years. And if, if, uh, the husband is driving to work at 700
2: a month and they're not going to forget that. And let me tell you what else they're not going to forget. They're not going to forget the images of a woman being dragged by a migrant on a moped, dragged through the streets, as we saw over the last day, who was interested in stealing her phone and finding out that 64, they're targeting women, and over 60 women have been targeted by these Venezuelan, Ecuadorian gangs to steal their iPhones so that they can purchase stuff And the images of this woman stealing her—they're stealing her phone. She's trying to hold on to it. He's dragging her through the streets as he's driving away on the moped with this woman in tow, an illegal immigrant already with a moped in America, stealing, dragging an American citizen around. Well, we think she's an American citizen, anyway. You don't forget those images either. I think Donald Trump has the potential to do a lot better with women voters than. Anybody in the mainstream press is saying he will. We have to go, sadly. But we'll, God willing, be back tomorrow. My friends, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, and your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. As I said, God willing, we're back tomorrow for Tuesday's edition of Boston Early Rush Hour. Until then, bye.